Alright, what's up guys? Ryan here with Jay. Uh, you guys remember Jay from episode, what was it, 6? Yeah, yeah, episode 6. Jay's back in Flagstaff. We're working on some run-free stuff. And uh, I'm really excited about today and our discussion that we're going to have. And I think you guys will find this interesting as well. Um, Jay's got a little bit of a experiment going on that I'm going to have him tell you guys about. But uh, really with this podcast, I thought it'd be fun to talk about um, experimentation and training. When to do it, when's the right timing, um, how to do it. Um, how long to do it for, how to know if it actually worked or not. Because one of the things that's tricky is there's so many variables in running. Sometimes it's hard to isolate and just be like, it was this that made me successful. It was this training element I was doing that made me successful when there's so many different things that, that go into running performance. So I thought this would be a really fun conversation to have and uh, just stoked to have Jay here in town trying to work on him to move up to Flagstaff. But I don't know. We'll see if that happens or not. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know about the Flagstaff move, um, but uh, we've been chatting about uh, different huge houses that I can't afford. So uh, <laughs> that may be somewhat preventative. But yeah, so Ryan and I were chatting about experimentation, and uh, I have a long history of just trying different stuff. And one of the disclaimers is, I definitely don't experiment with my athletes the same way I do with myself. Um, just because I know my body and I know what I can do and what I can get away with most of the time. And it's fun to experiment with me and then figure out what works, why it works. And then uh, I usually learn like a valuable lesson that I can transition to an athlete or um, or not transition if it doesn't work. There have yeah. been plenty of those scenarios as well. Um, one of those scenarios is when I was in college, um, I think I averaged for uh, eight weeks, like 140 miles a week Damn. my junior year. And I was just, and that was not just like easy running. Like I was running hard that's, too. And uh, that's something that I would not transition to other athletes and I know you've done a lot of that experimenting as well yeah like I've experimented so much um and same thing as what you're saying like I am a mad scientist when it comes to experimenting with training on myself and uh you know like the 41st day of my film just got released and I was sitting in the back of the room watching it like kind of cringing at times so I was like no don't do that it's not gonna work like <laughs> you know but like you said that's the only way you learn is to go and try stuff out that's new that's different but I'm the same as you like I don't I don't try new stuff out with my athletes like with Sarah like I have her do what I know is going to work you know I'm willing to experiment on me but not on Sarah or any of my other athletes or or our run free athletes either right, it's like right, right. they're getting the tried and true the stuff that's been filtered that's like yeah this actually works um but let's let's hear about your experimentation jay what do you yeah know? so you know mine is kind of born recently out of just i've been running a long time and i like to keep things fresh and new and and i needed something needed something different to try and so all of the different pieces and parts of training Basically, what I've decided to do is squeeze them into a week and do these week focuses. So I've got four weeks that I wrote out and that I'm going to kind of cycle through. And I'm in my second cycle of this, this training. So week one is a sprint week. 
and I sprint every day. And my mileage for that week right now is like 20, 25 miles in a week. But I'm going to the track and one day I'm doing some longer sprint intervals with four minutes rest, which you mean is like how long? Like uh, 200 to 600. Okay. And um, four minutes rest is like an eternity for a distance runner. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm trying to figure out what to do during that time. I basically just walk back and do another rep. And one day I'm doing some uphill sprints. And then one day I'm doing some like what the sprinters would call maybe like some tempo type hill repeats that are maybe 200 meters times 10. And then another day I'm doing uh, what I'm loving. Like this is my favorite part of the sprint week. And this is what I think is gonna come out of the sprint week as a lesson for me to get back to. I'm doing some 30 meter flies. And what that looks like is I warm up for about 45 minutes to an hour, do some dynamic drills, some hip strengthening, some uh, broad jumps even, like making sure like everything is really firing. And then I mark out 30 meters on the track and it's a fly, so I'm jogging into it. And when I hit the start of 30 meters, I'm on it. And by the end of that 30 meters, I'm shutting it down after I cross that 30 meter line. And that take like two to three minutes. Walk back, get pumped up again, do it again. And the first time I did that, my hamstrings the next day were like rocked. Fire, yeah. But this is uh, the second week and I did it a few days ago and I was like totally fine and I felt amazing the day after. Hmm. So that's week one. So hold on, let's um, yeah. let's pause on. So what what are your goals? Like what are you training for? What are you getting ready for? So I'm really getting ready for indoor okay. the mile. Okay. So. And and there's an element of of course I want to run fast, but there's also an element of like I'm looking for pieces that I've missed in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I think the sprint piece is mm-hmm. something that I just personally got too far away from. Yeah. I got in kind of like the hobby jogger mentality of just running. So it's so hard to force yourself to sprint when you're running a lot of volume, when you're training for longer distances. It's not what you feel like doing, but like you said, so important. Yeah, yeah. And I've been doing uphill sprints mm-hmm. like consistently pretty much every mm-hmm. week. But there's something different mm-hmm. about a flat 30-meter sprint on the track that is truly focusing yeah. on speed. Yeah. Um, so... I want to pause on that for a second. So for like our athletes who we're coaching through Run Free, who maybe are a little bit older, haven't sprinted for a long time, how would you recommend getting into the sprinting? How to approach their sprinting without them popping a hammy or something like that? So I think you got to start on the grass, number one, and then start slower than you can go Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. slowly kind of build into that. So like what kind of percentage would you start at? Say like 70 or 80% of of max. max Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually I feel like, I feel like even if you're, you know, in your fifties, you can, you can still sprint. Mm -hmm. You just have to be real careful. And I think that's one thing I would emphasize. Like I literally took 45 minutes to warm up before Mm -hmm, doing any mm -hmm. sprinting. And even my first rep, is like 80 to 90 percent mm-hmm. the next reps probably 95 and then really i'm only at 100 percent. maybe the last three of six mm-hmm. reps so i'm still being like very careful to like step into it mm-hmm. um but i got to give some credit to um uh 
Paul Deaton and um, Neil West. So there's some longtime uh, mentors of mine coaching wise. And uh, it was really Neil's suggestion. Like he's been doing that with his son. And his son's been real injury prone. How old is his son? Uh, I think he's 15. Okay. He's been real injury prone the last few years. And they've turned it around. And one of the keys that they've done is they've worked on his efficiency and his form mm-hmm. through these 30-meter flies. Yeah, yeah. And they were going like 80 meters. And he went to some sprint coaches and here like, hey, his form's still not where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And they were like, well, he's form is breaking down when he's sprinting you can really only sustain like really high quality form for about 30 meters mm-hmm. before it starts to break down and that was the idea with like 100 meter guys mm-hmm. is like everybody's slowing down at the end it's who slows down the least yeah. that wins yeah. and so part of the part of the experimentation was how can i take that truth and learn from it and transition it to myself and then eventually figure out that concept to transition to mm-hmm. athletes, which is the whole point right, of experiment. Right, right. So you're doing sprints seven days a week? I'm sprinting six days a week that week. Okay. And then one day off? And one day off. Yeah. And I'm lifting two days a week. Lifting. T- and what yeah. does your lifting look like? Um, basically doing the same thing that our run-free athletes are doing. Um, some hex bar deadlifts, some step ups, some adductor exercises, mm-hmm. um, finished with like some stair climber, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. And but I'm like we talked about this earlier, I'm in and out of there in like fifteen to twenty minutes. So I'm not yeah. devoting like half a day to right. lifting. I'm I'm doing it right after my hard workout, my hardest workouts of the week, and I'm going right to the weight room, mm-hmm. knocking it out. And getting like a little bit of protein carbs after the workout and then working out and then going back to eating. So I feel like that's a good week, but man, was I sore the first week. (laughs) (laughs) Even though you started out at lower intensities, you're still super sore. Still super sore. And that's, I think that's okay. You know, like that's a part of training sometimes. Like I think sometimes it's, as an athlete, it's easy to think like I should be feeling good all the time. And sometimes we just need to remind our athletes like it's okay to feel really tired. Like mm-hmm. sometimes when I was the fittest I've ever been in my entire life, like I was going out and getting dropped by everyone on my team, including the girls, because I was so fatigued, you know? But it wasn't a problem that I was that tired. It was just a sign that I was working hard. And then as long as I listened to my body and took it easy, I was okay. So kind of my, I think my question that I had with you, so how are you, you know, obviously recovery is a big thing that we emphasize at, at Run Free. How are you structuring this sprint week to have enough recovery to recover from all the sprinting? I think the interesting thing about sprinting is as long as it's not very far, like you can, you could theoretically sprint every day. Mm-hmm. Like soccer players do mm-hmm. it, basketball players do it. Mm-hmm. It's not really a problem. So the biggest thing I'm doing is the longer sprint intervals. I'm only doing those once a week. Other than that, it's like six to twelve seconds, mm-hmm. yeah. or six to twenty seconds of sprinting. Right. It's almost like you're turning your legs on. Like we have our athletes do really hard strides, uphill sprints the day before a workout mm-hmm. as a way to turn the legs on and, and hit touch on that turnover. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just tempering like, and the other thing too is like, uh, the second cycle that I did sprint week, I had to take a day completely off. 
like I really rocked my hamstring <laughs> on on the six on those thirties. I took the next day completely off, and then the following day I was totally fine to get yeah. back to it. So you're still listening to yeah, your yeah. I'm not just yeah, not just going into it like you Hard know, about it. yeah, blindly yeah. following something. Yeah. Okay, so we have your sprint week. What's yeah. the next week? All right, so week two is what I'm in right now, and Jay's and this on the pain is train. this is gonna sound it sounds crazy, but it's really not that dissimilar to like some base training um, that's fairly aggressive, but basically I'm calling this tempo week. So it's similar principle as like when I'm doing a sprint week, every day I'm touching on some tempo running. So like uh, we did a three mile tempo two days ago. And Jay's saying we as in him and I. That's yeah. true. Let's just pause on that for a second. My first tempo run in at least three years, maybe longer. So, so it was it was definitely the pain train. Was, it it was it. it was solid, and I and and just a note there, I was I was hurting. Ryan was putting it to me, <laughs> um, so that was a good run. And then today I finished with two miles, mm-hmm. like just the end of an eight mile run. Mm-hmm. I just picked it up a little bit, um, and the same idea this week on Saturday. I'm going to do like a regular six mile tempo. So like the idea is I'm just touching on like these energy systems and these training types in varying volumes. And I'm even fine if it's only 800 meters at the end of a run for tempo week. Like, but I remember when I was really fit, um, uh, Scott Simmons was helping me back then. And one of the things he suggested was throw in a couple days where you're 10 milers in in 525 pace or Mm -hmm. 530. Mm -hmm. Man, that gave me a real, a big boost in my fitness because I wasn't just slogging out miles. And it was comfortable too. Like when you're all the way warmed up, Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels better to finish with like a little bit quicker of a mile or two. That's kind of the max that I'm doing on my tempo weeks. Just trying to hit like a little bit and like restart my mm-hmm. anaerobic threshold system and like wake it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, when you're talking about the the thresholds at the end of long runs, I love doing that with my athletes too. Just from a mental standpoint, you know, like you mentioned, like how you warm up as you go, and sometimes you feel good, better at the end of a run doing a threshold than if you do a traditional warm up. Um, but sometimes you, you aren't that way and you feel really tired. You get to in your run, you're like, uh, I gotta do a two mile threshold now. And then you force yourself to do it. You change that gear. Um, and you actually are surprised yourself. You're like, Whoa, like actually I can run goal marathon pace, goal half marathon pace at the end of a run where I'm already tired. And those are like little things in your mind that you, you, you store in there and you remember that for race day. You're like, I remember that run I did. I was tired and I could still run marathon yeah, pace. Like yeah. really important to kind of train our mind that way yeah. as well. And, and I think too, this would be another good time to just give another disclaimer. Uh, this is not like the best way to train. <laughs> But but it's it's born out of like just years and years of training and I just it, I had this desire to like branch out and do something different. And I may only do it for, you know, twelve weeks or something like that and then get back to like a normal training program and take elements of what I learn 
insert them into athletes training and hopefully insert them like back into my training but really the the thing that I wanted to do the most was the sprint week that was the week that I was like I want to do a sprint week and then after I thought about that I was kind of like what if I did some other themed mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. and just cycled through it and mm-hmm. kind of came back so yeah all right so we got your sprint week. We got your threshold week. What's what's week three? So week three, I think I'm going to have to like uh, meld and change a little bit because it was long run week. So um, I guess three weeks ago, I did a long run every week. And I ended up doing four long runs. I actually didn't make it for two of the days. <laughs> <laughs> so I did three long runs in a row. So I went uh, 90 minutes, 140, and then 90 minutes again. And then that fourth day, I guess, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm done. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know, running, it's yeah. a lot of running and um, a lot more than I've been doing. So I just ran like 30 minutes that day. And then I took another day easy and then I finished with a fourth long run week. But I think what I'm going to do with my long run week is what we were talking about is do a, a longer run, 90 minutes to 150, and then run an hour mm-hmm, the next day. Mm-hmm. And then do 90 minutes, 150, mm-hmm. and run an hour. Because that's yeah. just not quite as... That's just basically a volume week. Yeah, There's nothing really like new or special about yeah. that. It's just going to be like a 70, 80-mile week. Yeah. I love how like you're experimenting but you're also tweaking it as you're going you know you're yeah. you're already realizing things like having only done one cycle through it you're already like nah like i need to make this adjustment <laughs> here you know i love that about experimenting that's the beauty of yeah. it right yeah yeah and that was very apparent after that fourth attempt <laughs> at a long run after not running that high of mileage in a while i was like this is not gonna work so, but the other the the other weeks the sprint and the tempo week really gone pretty smoothly so i'm curious about this because this is the case for me i draw a line at 90 minutes yeah I'm like if it's shorter than 90 minutes it's not a long it run. doesn't count yeah absolutely yeah well and that's a that's a physiological marker like 90 minutes is going to use most of your liver glycogen mm-hmm. well that's maybe not true as you get better but it's going to deplete it fairly well and so that's the energy system that you're trying to deplete if you're really going to work on aerobic fitness. So that's kind of where that came from. But yeah, 90 minutes is is bottom of the line yeah, for a long yeah. run. Yeah. So then you're telling me week four is lay on your face in the living room every single day. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just <laughs> we, destroyed. <laughs> week four is the toughest, but I mean, it's really a normal training week. Okay. Like I feel like week four is... It's a normal training week with an extra sprint day inserted into it. So what what is normal training week? So two or three workouts, a long run, a tempo run, something something tempo threshold ish, mm-hmm. and then something like VO two max type yeah. workout, yeah. or maybe like ten k race pace workout. Yeah. So then the difference is, um, for me, that's that's the hardest week out of all three of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, running a little bit of tempo every day is really not that bad. But really, the the last week are those bigger workouts mm-hmm. that really fatigue you and that make you have to run easy the following right, day. Right. Like where you're like, man, I really went right. hard. I have to go easy or I'm going to fall apart. Yeah, you're getting after it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's the last week. And what I've noticed is like when we did that tempo run uh, yesterday – 
And I started out too fast. Yeah. I was like, I told Jay, I was like, I don't know where I'm at. I haven't done one of these in super. I was like, maybe like six minute pace. And we start out and. Like 520. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Jay, like, I don't know pace anymore, but this, this feels fast to me. Yeah. And, and part of that was I just did sprint week. Uh-huh. And like my right. legs just feel like really quick. There's, that's so important. Like I don't think we can stress that enough for everyone across every age group, across every event. It's like the faster you are at sprinting, the easier your mile pace is going to feel. The easier your 5K pace is going to feel. The easier your half marathon, your marathon, everything, you know. So like sprinting, I feel like it's almost like this – lost thing maybe not so much among the elites because you see elites sprinting all the time um but especially like amongst the just kind of like general everyday runner it's like that component's not in there and yet it's like so so important you know why i think that is i think um i've made this mistake too is you downplay the sprinting because it's not really that hard aerobically. Like you don't feel like after I do 30 meter sprint and I stop, I'm like, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. But, but you don't realize the benefit and you don't realize the intensity until the day after Mm -hmm. or until your sixth rep of sprinting. When like, you know, that feeling like when your legs are starting to quit, and you're starting to like get shorter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like when your quads hit the ground and you're sprinting and your hamstrings are like, yeah. whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> and you start like shrinking. Uh-huh. You start feeling it then. But that's just the nature of sprinting. Yeah. Is there's a lot of rest involved in between to do it right. I think I think what's important too is just that like you are so bought into it. You know, it's like you really believe this is gonna help you. And I think that's why a lot of distance runners struggle with sprinting is because they don't see how it's going to help them. They don't understand. They don't value it. And when they don't value it, they don't put everything into it. And then they don't get as much out of it, you know? So I think that's, you know, kind of a takeaway here is like, like you got to make the connection between if, if whether it's sprinting or whatever your component of training is like make the connection between what you're doing and how it's helping you for your long-term goal. That that's really good to say it that way because what I'm experiencing with this experiment is when I do go sprint um I'm excited about it mm-hmm. cuz I'm like mm-hmm. sweet my entire workout. <laughs> now I'm warming up and cooling down too but And that takes a long time, but I'll end up, it'll be an hour 20 by the time I'm done with all that, with the drills and the strides and the warm up and the sprint and the cool down. And then, um, I think about it. I'm like, well, that's about what I normally would have run on my run Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. But the variation of that, like the sprinting week and then the long run, even if you're just doing a normal training week within the week, like that run faster day. It makes me enjoy my long run yeah. day more, and then my long run day makes me enjoy my sprint day more. Mm-hmm. And then the in-betweens, because they're so different, it's like it's almost like when you have a meal and you've got like seven different delicious things, uh-huh. and you get to like sample all of them. Yeah. That's kind of what we're talking about. It's like dig into that one, uh-huh. sample it, enjoy it, and then move on to the next yeah. one. And you have lots of variety and you don't get bored as easy. Yeah, totally. And that's what I love about your experiment too is like, 
like the newness of everything, the excitement, like you mentioned, like waking up being like, oh man, I get to do like 30 meter sprints today. It's so different than anything I've done before. Like, like having that excitement about your training is hugely helpful, you know? Um, but then also what I like about it is just like changing the stimulus from week to week, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, I, I say this all the time with like cycling things, whether it's cycling volume or workouts or whatnot, like throwing something new at your body is so important, but it's this really interesting like balance between like throwing stuff that's new at your body and then also like being willing to kind of repeat cycles, you know, it's like, it's kind of like both and maybe there's seasons, you know, like seasons where you just need to switch things up, do things like you're doing. And then the next season's like, okay, I'm going back into like a traditional 12 week marathon buildup. Yeah. 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 No, I think, um, as far as like cycling and doing different stuff, if you don't do that, then I think you kind of tend to get lost mentally and emotionally, you've got to do something different at some point just to stay engaged in what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm super excited to hear how this is going to turn out for you. Like, well, and and one thing I, I was going to mention too is, um, so the people that I've shared this with, which are not very many, but I guess now it is. <laughs> that's uh, about to whoops. <laughs> um, the well, people that I've shared it with, now. now I am. When you when you said you wanted to talk about this, I was like, oh no, people going are public. gonna know. Um, but the people I've shared with it, like Paul and a few other coaches that I talk with regularly, they were all like, "How are you not gonna get injured?" Mm-hmm. And I think that goes along with like new stimulus. Usually, when you get injured, it's a novel mm-hmm. stimulus. Absolutely. Absolutely, too much, too soon, yep. too fast, too yep. soon or something that you're not prepared for. So I think the other thing is that the our run free clients and anybody listening can take with them is man, I'm not I'm not even I have this plan, but I'm not even sold on the plan necessarily because the moment that something is off Mm -hmm. then i'm gonna bail on the plan and do Mm -hmm. what i need to do Mm -hmm. and then i'll float back Mm -hmm. or just adjust it or and and i'm so open to like minor adjustments Mm -hmm. but man even so far like i haven't felt like i was gonna get injured at all i've just Mm -hmm. felt like completely fresh every week because it's new and yeah. it's like I haven't done a long run in two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. And Your then all of a sudden I'm doing one. Yeah. But you've see, also been smart about implementing, you know, like your your sprint slowly. weeks, you're not going straight to hundred percent sprints. Like yeah. you, you know you're like, I gotta ease into yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing that I think saving me from a volume standpoint too is my tempo week is like fifty to sixty miles. My long run week is going to get to 70, 75. And then my all together week is back around 60. Mm-hmm. And then my sprint week is about 20 to 25. So it's not like I'm doing crazy mileage and it's not like I'm doing nothing. Right. And that all together week, I do a long run at the end of the week. So then I've got these long runs that I do and then I've got a long run at the end of that week so I'm never too far away from any Mm -hmm. one energy system Mm -hmm. like even though I take a break one week it's coming right back up in like six days yeah yeah so I'm super curious 
how you me- what's your measuring stick? Like how are you gonna know if this in, works in, or not? Indoor. Um I'm gonna run indoor miles again. Yeah. That's so you're not doing any do. kind of like test on that fourth week to be like yeah. let's see where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, I am. So um the end of my I'm not doing it on the long run week, but I'm doing it on the uh tempo week. I'm doing it on the sprint week and on the kind of traditional week. Mm-hmm. So my sprint week Two weeks ago, I ran 450 meters at, and I went through the 459. This last sprint week, I did a 600 in 130. Nice. So I extended it 150 meters. That's a huge. And the 600 felt better. Really? Like way better than the 150. I was dying. And the 600, I was still like, still was able to move the last, Mm -hmm. you know, 30, 50 meters. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, with the tempo week, I did a five mile tempo in like twenty nine ten, twenty nine thirty something right around there. And then I'm gonna do a five or six mile tempo at the end of this week and just see where I'm at. Yeah. And then the the all together week, I'm doing like a traditional um, like VO two max workout. Mm-hmm. So I did a mile twelve eight four. Mm-hmm few weeks ago so i'm gonna gauge it yeah. but i'm also i'm also not totally sold on the idea i have to beat it every week right yeah i'm okay with not not beating it for right. a week for a cycle yeah and that's what i think i wanted to touch on next it's like so you're getting this feedback you know but you're not gonna improve like every single workout right you know like right. that's just not an expectation that no. any athlete should have following any training plan you know so it's like how how do you look at like this constant feedback that you're getting from week to week? How do you look at that in general? How do you not freak out if you have a really bad sprint session and not bail on the whole experiment too soon? Um, I think it's just that uh I mean, I've gotten patient enough with my training to know that I don't have to do it today. And I'm always telling athletes, hey, it doesn't matter. Today by itself is not going to make you good. Right. It's what you do in the whole process mm-hmm. that's going to make you good. And that's like um, when uh, Sarah was talking about doing her 15-miler after um, uh, a 28-mile long run. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like three that, days later, that's yeah. great. That's great if you can do 15 miles at marathon pace, but... The reality is if if you like take a week off right, and like right. gear up for it, right, it's not point. it's not gonna give you a true right. feel of your fitness. Right. But like for me, I feel like, man, I'm gonna be close to maybe being able to run under two minutes for eight hundred indoors. Nice. If I can run one thirty, you know, a couple weeks in and I lifted the day before and yeah, you should be I should be getting yeah. close to that. And yeah. I know if I can do that that I might be able to break 420 in the mile. Nice. And so like some of those things are encouraging even if I like I'm just taking like that 30,000 foot yeah. view of it. Yeah. What I, what have I done before? What I do this week? What do I have coming up next week and looking at like this huge chunk even if one day is terrible. Yeah. Like I would actually count yesterday as one of those terrible days. <laughs> like and then I was, today you felt pretty good. I actually ran faster today yeah, yeah, than I did right. yesterday and it felt like ten times easier. Right, right. But yesterday was my first run at altitude. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some factors there. Yeah, yeah. And we got in at like super late and whatever, whatever. Yeah. So. And we were going uphill the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't help. <laughs> that didn't help either. So 
but yeah, just looking at that overview instead of being so concerned with each day in of itself is really the mm -hmm. the takeaway for how to look at your training. So let's make that really tangible for people. When do you bail? Like you've had, you're feeling bad for a week. You're feeling bad for two weeks. Your workouts are getting worse for a month, for three months. Like when is the time to like pull the cord and be like, listen, my current training is just not working. I need to go, go to something else. So gosh, I don't know. I don't know that I, I really let it get that far most of the time. It's usually like a week or two mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where I'm like, okay, I need to take two or three days off mm -hmm. or I'm just going to jog next week and take a take a complete down week. Yeah. And with my athletes, I think so far, most of the time, I do a better job of scheduling down weeks for them than I do myself. Right. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you need to rest. Yeah, I'm not resting. But yeah, you need to rest. I, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run tempo every day, but yeah. you can't. <laughs> you know. So, um, I so I think that's kind of it. But and then within a workout, I'm much more likely to alter the workout. Mm -hmm. Like that day. Um, like one day I had I think six sprints planned and only did four. Because I felt my hamstring was talking to me. Yeah. And I debated. I had that battle with uh -huh. myself. Do you know that thing, internal yeah. battle yeah. that I had that you have? Yeah. And you're like, you're like, oh, I could squeeze in one more. But if I don't do one more, maybe I'm being a wimp. <laughs> yeah. I need to do I need to toughen up or do right. I need to listen to my body? Right. And I've kind of learned in the last few years, I still have the battle, but I've gotten better at it where I'm not willing I'm not calling myself on the carpet for being a wuss. Right, I'm not right, doing that. Yeah. If I'm considering, like me, I know myself, if I'm yeah. considering this, maybe I should not do one more, you then I probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah. do one more. Because yeah. something has to be really affecting me to right. say that right. or to think that. I think that's true of most distance runners. Yeah. And like it, if, I think it really is just a personality thing, like knowing yourself, being like, I, I, I struggle to push because I push too hard, you know, mm -hmm. or I want to train too much. If that's you, then if you're having the debate in your mind, should I do one more rep or not? The answer is you shouldn't, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you're the other way and it's fine to be the other way where you're like, I have a hard time getting out the door and I need someone to push me in my training. I need them to prescribe training that I wouldn't do otherwise. Then, you know, maybe you need to entertain that thought a little bit more and be like, no, actually I need to make myself, I need to push myself. Yeah. I need to be to tough. Yeah. yeah. As long as the debate doesn't include something like, man, my hamstring is on fire right. and my Achilles right. is about to blow out of the back <laughs> of my leg. Don't Should do I do more. one more? Yeah. No, you shouldn't. Right. Right. Yeah, you're not going to gain any toughness from six weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, wow, this has been good. Um, so one thing that I had a question about is uh, – when do you know when you're ready, when you're ripe to experiment, to try something new? Like, how does an athlete know, like, hey, I'm at that point where I just got to, like, switch things up. I just got to do something new. For me, it's when, like, the excitement is is dwindling mm -hmm. pretty badly. Mm -hmm. And, man, I've just been consistent for a long time. And so... I think it's unrealistic to think that I'm just going to do the same thing, you know, every week of every month for 
25 years <laughs> yeah. like like i just that's not gonna happen yeah there's so, certain people that could do that i can't i would argue that yeah. even that like it's not it's not an ideal performance enhancing yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah yeah so i think that's when it is it's kind of like an emotional a mental like a spiritual question of like if you're just dragging yourself mm. out there every day and and the bad thing is is i can drag myself out there and that's sometimes like not good for me yeah. to just drag and drag and drag. And then it gets harder and harder and harder. And I get tenser when I'm running. So I think the you know, for people thinking about, hey, is it time for me to try something different? Man, it could even be a week where you do, you know, eight to 10 miles in strides every day. Like that, to me, that sounds like a fun week of mm. flipping it up where mm. I'm not doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, or yeah, just anything that you're kind of like just in that lull and you just mm. can't get out of it. Um, that's when I look for something. But I've learned to look a little healthier places mm-hmm. with what to do. Yeah. Because yeah, there were definitely some times where um, I did like sprint week, but I did like seven hard workouts in <laughs> sprint week. And yeah. that was just not smart to do. Yeah. Or like that 150 mile weeks. I mean, even though I learned something from it, it's not something I would do again. Right. I, it reminds me of like, oh, I have so many like experiments gone bad. But I remember when I was at Stanford, I talked my coach into letting me do three a days. And so like I was like going to the track like at lunchtime and like doing like a sprint workout, you know. And I, I did this for the number of weeks and just was getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> but um, I can totally relate to like, man – doing some experiments and being like that that, but you know it it satisfied that curiosity i think that's part of it too right it's like and why one of our athlete one of our questions on our athlete intake form is like what kind of training are you curious to try or craving you know Mm -hmm. because i think there is like some intuition you're like man i really feel like i need this you know and you sometimes you gotta scratch that itch and be like yeah go try the problem is when your personality lends you to like over scratch that itch. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that's kind yeah. of where I've learned to navigate a little bit cuz I, I you just made me think of in college I talked my coach into letting me do like an extra workout a week uh-huh. and I was getting up at like 4:30 in the morning <laughs> and going to the track and doing fartlek in the morning and then I'd go to 6 o'clock morning run and then yeah. I'd go run in the afternoon yeah. too and it was just like that's not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. To scratch that itch would have been much better to make um, one workout bigger and to space out a couple workouts mm-hmm. if I really mm-hmm. want to experiment with doing more Yeah. instead of adding a third right. stimulus right. on top of three stimulus right. already. Yeah. Yeah. So what what other things can you think of any other things that you can identify that you you know for someone who is ready to start experimenting with their training should guide them in their thought processes like guiding principles to be like you know within your experiment like let's work within these kind of confounds I think there's got to be a purpose to the experiment like at least in my mind in mm-hmm. mine was to work on my sprint speed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm getting close to 40 and I haven't sprinted like that in a long time. I was like, man, I'm losing it. And so that was kind of the motivation there. So I would say like find something behind it that you really want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And that just gives it more meat. Mm -hmm. And then don't go like nutso (laughs) with 
like how to do it. You've mm. got to you've got to figure out a way to temper that experimentation or right. you're going to get hurt. Right. You're absolutely like if I was going to do tempo week and I was going to do six five mile tempos yeah i would be injured in right. one week yeah <laughs> you know yeah. or if i was gonna do you know five by 400 all out every day that's really dumb right so i think just balancing out like here's the purpose here's what i'm excited about that's a great question like what are you excited mm-hmm. about doing mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh man if i could have one thing for my athletes that would probably be it you know like to show up every single day excited for their training excited about that upcoming race like excitement oh man just plays such a huge factor in in our performance Mm -hmm. and running yeah that's cool do you have a do you have any other experiments you want to try after this one man i'm pretty dialed into this one like just fully pretty focused and committed i don't i don't have a whole lot like on the horizon i'm just kind of trying to be in the in the uh mad scientist moment uh <laughs> without getting hurt that's really yeah. my that's really number one too is want to have fun but not do Stay something healthy. dumb yeah. yeah yeah i mean i love how like in tune with your body you are and i think that's you know one of the greatest tools an athlete can have is being in tune with their body but then secondly like listening to that because those are, can be two different things like i would say i knew my body really well i was in tune with it but i wasn't good at listening to it mm-hmm. you know so i feel like those two have to come <laughs> hand in hand or you got to have a coach who's being like getting your feedback of you listening to your body and then they're adjusting your training yeah so so day one of this i talked to several coaches and i was like hey what do you think and they asked some good questions and like, mm-hmm. you know, put it to me. But yeah, you've got to, man, I just don't think there's many people that are good at that themselves. Yeah. I think you almost have to have somebody that you can like yeah. bounce it, bounce yeah. it off of totally. and be like, yeah. no, 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 yeah. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. Yeah. Well, I know I and everyone in the Run Free community is excited to see how this little experiment's going to go. Um, do you have a firm end date for it or no? So I'm going to go through indoor season. So February, okay. sometime around there is my thought. Yeah. Unless I like go to the track and run like terrible. And I'm like, man, this <laughs> yeah. did not work at all. But I honestly don't think that's going to happen yeah. based on even just a couple of the cycles. Like I feel feel good doing yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll have to have you back on once once uh, February's rolled around and, and – uh, and get a rehash of how the experiment played out and things you learned from it, um, things that you're going to you know, pull into your future training that you prescribe to yourself and to your athletes and, and just uh, hear, hear how it all goes down. I'm, I'm super excited yeah. to follow. Hopefully it goes well. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. Unless, Jay, do you have any other comments on experimentation with training? No, it'll be fun to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. And that's, that's part of it all, right? It's like... It's fun to experiment, you know, because you, you're entering this whole, like, unknown territory, you know. And uh, I like to think about experimenting in terms of, like, like I'm going to experiment but off of the wisdom of my previous coaches, you know. And so, like, I'm going to take all their advice, all the things they taught me, and then I'm just going to try tweaking it, you know, a little bit and uh, and see what happens, you know. And I think that's kind of, like, the artistic side of mm-hmm. running that um, – can get lost if we focus too much on like the science and the like case studies and all that stuff. So yeah. yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, that's all we got for today. Um, as always, any questions, comments, concerns? I don't know why you'd have a concern with the podcast, but um, <laughs> any of that stuff, hit me up, Ryan at RunFreeTraining.com. Jay, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, hope that you enjoy the rest of your time in Flagstaff. Sounds good. Thanks, man. All right. Later, guys.